Hi everyone. I thought I might just share with you something that's of interest to myself, which is poetry. And I suppose I've been always interested in poetry from a young age. I think I can remember at my primary school that the very first poem that I ever heard was uh, The Owl and the Pussycat. Um, and somehow it kind of sticks in my mind, I don't know why. But thereafter, I've always had an interest in it in, in secondary school and, and then later on in seminary and, 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 and as a priest as well. So I'm always uh, surprised when I read different poems, the different emotions that they can kind of bring forth from me. Sometimes sadness, sometimes joy, sometimes humour, whatever it might be. Um, uh, sometimes there are there are poems, of course, that are, are difficult to understand, but doesn't necessarily mean that they're uh, any less poems, they just be a bit more challenging. Um, I thought I might kind of share with you some, some poems, just uh, um, maybe to uh, something for us at this time, you know, to just to lighten the mood or uh, just share things that are of interest uh, to us. Um, and, and the poems that I've, I've chosen today are kind of varied poems, but um, just ones that I particularly like and that I, I, I maybe want to share with you. Uh, I hope that you enjoy them. I hope that, you know, somehow it's they kind of speak in your heart as they, as they speak in minds as well. And the first one that I've chosen is uh, by our own uh, Scottish poet, uh, Robert Burns. Uh, it's that long one, uh, Tam Lashanter, uh, which I can virtually almost uh, recite without looking at the the, the poem itself. Um, I've always liked this poem. It's a humorous poem and and one that's uh, uh, kind of just the words are, are, are so evocative. Um, so I thought I would share that with you today, and I hope hope that you hope that you enjoy it. When Chapman Bailey's leave the street. And Ruthie neighbours neighbours meet, as market days are wearing late and folk begin to tack the gate, while we sit boozing at the nappy and get foo and uncle happy, we think now the long Scot smiles, the mosses waters slaps and styles, that lie between us and our hame, where sits our sulky sullen dame, gathering her brew like gathering storm, nursing her wrath to keep it warm. This truth found on this Tam O'Shanter, as he for air I night did canter, Old air, where ne'er a tune surpasses for honest men and bonny lasses. O Tam, had thou been so wise, as tain thy ain wife Kate's advice, she told thee weel thou was a skellum, a blethering, blustering, drunken blellum, that frae November till October, I mark a day, thou was ne'er sober. The Ilkamelda with a miller, thou sat as long as thou had siller, that every nag was cad a shoon, the smith and thee get roaring fooin. At the Lord's house, even on Sunday, thou drank with Captain Jean till Monday. She prophesied that later soon thou would be found deep drooned and doon, or catched with warlocks in the murk by Alloway's old haunted kirk. A gentle dames, it gars me greet to think how many counsels sweet, how many length and sage advices the husband free the wife despises. But her tale, I mark at night, Tam had got uncle planted, 
fast by an ingle blazing finely, with reeming swats that drank divinely, and at his elbow, Suter Johnny, his ancient trusty Druthy Crony, Tam loved him like a very brother. They'd been foo for weeks together. The night drave on with sangs and clatter, and I the ale was grown better. The landlady and Tam grew gracious, with favours secret, sweet and precious. The suitor told his queerest stories, the landlord's laugh was ready chorus. The storm without might rare and rustle, Tam didn't mind the storm a whistle. Care mad to see a man so happy, e'en drooned himself among the nappy. As bees flee him will lays a treasure, the minutes wing their way with pleasure. Kings may be blessed, but Tam was glorious, or all the ills of life victorious. But pleasures are like poppies spread, you seize the flower, its bloom is shed, or like the snowfalls in the river, a moment wiped and melts forever. Or like the Borealis race, it flits so you can point the place. Or like the rainbow's lovely form, vanishing amid the storm. No man can tether time or tide. The hour approaches Tam and Ride. The hour of night black arch the key stain. The dreary hour he mounts his beast in. And such a night he takes the road in as near persona was abroad in. The wind blew as twould blow on its last. The rattling showers rose in the blast. The speedy gleams, the darkness swallowed, loud, deep and lang, the thunder bellowed. That night a child might understand. A deal had business in his hand. Wheel mounted on his grey mare Meg. Better never lifted a leg. Tam scalp on through dub and mire, despising wind and rain and fire, whilst holding fast his good blue bonnet, while crooning o'er some old Scot sonnet, while glowering round with prudent cares, lest bogles catch him unawares. Kirkalloway was drawn nigh, where gaze and howl its nightly cry. By this time he was crossed the ford, where in the snow the chapman smored, and past the burks and meekle stain, where drunken Charlie's brackneck bane, and through the winds and by the cairn, where hunters found the murdered bairn, and near the thun aboon the well, where Mungo's mother hanged herself. Before him doon pours all his floods, the doubling storm rose through the woods, the lightnings flash from pole to pole, near and more near, the thunder rolls, when glimmering through the groaning trees, Kirkalloway seemed in a blaze. Through Ilka bore the beams were glancing, and loud resounding mirth and dancing. Inspiring bold John Valleycorn, what dangers thou canst make us scorn? With Tippany we fear the evil, where Escobar will face the devil. The Swatsy reamed in Tammy's noddle, fair play he carved ne deals a bottle. But Maggie stood sir right astonished, till by the healed and hand admonished. She ventured forward on the light, and vow Tam saw a nunco sight. Warlocks and witches in a dance, naked alien Brent new for France, but hornpipes, strigs, jigs, traspays and reels put life and metal in their heels. A winnock bunker in the east, there sat old Nick in shape a beast, a towsy tyke, black, grim and large, to give them music was his charge. He screwed the pipes and got them skill, till roof and rafters added ill. Coffins stood round like open presses, 
that shod the dead in their last dresses, and by some devilish cantrap's light, each in its cold hand held a light, by which heroic Tam was able to note upon the haley table, a murdered banes and gibbet urns, twa span lying we unchristened bairns, a thief new-cutted free a rape, with his last gasp his gab to gape, five tomahawks with blood red rusted, five scimitars with murder crusted, a garter which a babe had strangled, a knife a father's throat had mangled, whom his ain son of life bereft, the grey hairs yet stacked to the heft, we made a horrible and awful, which even to name would be unlawful, three lawyers' tongues turned inside out, will lies seemed like a beggar's clout, three priests' hearts, rotten black as muck, lay stinking vile in every nuke. As Tammy glowered, amazed and curious, the mirth and fun grew fast and furious, the piper loud and louder blew, the dancers quick and quicker flew, they reeled, they set, they crossed, they cleek it, till Ilka Carlin swat and reek it, and kissed her duddies to the wark, and link it at it in her sark. Now Tam, O oh Tam, had they been queens, a plump and strapping in their teens, their sarks instead of creasy flannin, been snow-white seventeen hundred linen, their breeks of mine my only pair, that once were plush a good blue hair, I would again them off my hurties, for a blink o' the bonny birdies. But whether bedlam's old and troll, Rigwood hags would spin a fall, louping and flinging in a crummock, I wonder it didn't turn your stomach. But Tam kenned what was fu brawly, there was a winsome wench and wally, that night enlisted in their core, lying after kenned in Carrick shore, from mony a beast to dead she shot, and perished mony a bonny boat, and shook both meek, meekle corn and bear, and kept the countryside in fear. Her cutty sark of paisley harn, that while the lassie she had worn, in longitude though skate sorely scanty, it was her best, and she was vaunty. A little ken, thy reverend granny, that sark she called for her wee nanny, with twa pun Scots, twas all her riches, whatever grace a dance of witches. But here's my muse, her wing mun cur, such flights are far beyond her power, to sing how nanny lap and flang, a supple jade she was and strang, and how Tam stood like ain bewitched, and thought his very ain enriched. Even Satan glowered and fidged in food and fain, and hotched and blew with might and main, till first a caper, sin another, Tam tint his reason a together, and roars out, Well done, cutty sark. And in an instant, ah, was dark. And scarcely had he Maggie rallied, when out the hellish legion sallied, as bees bizut with angry fike, when plundering herds assail their bike, as open pussies mortal foes, when pop she starts before their nose, as eager runs the market crowd, when catch the thief resounds aloud, so Maggie runs, the witches follow, with many an aldrich screech and hall. Atam, Atam, thou get thy fairin, 
and hell they'll roast thee like a heron. In vain thy Kate awaits thy coming, Kate soon will be a woeful woman. Now do thy speedy utmost, Meg, and win the keystone of the brig. There at them thou thy tail may toss, a running stream they dare not cross. But ere the keystone she could make, the faint a tail she had to shake. For Nanny, far before the rest, hard upon noble Maggie pressed, and flew at Tam with furious ettle, but little wist she Maggie's mettle. A spring brought off her master's hail, but left behind her angry tail. The carlin caught her by the rump, and left poor Maggie scarce a stump. Now all this tale the truth shall read, like man and mother's son take heed. When e'er to drink thou art inclined, or cutty sacks run on your mind, think ye me by joys a dear. Remember Tam O'Shanter's mare. There you are, uh, quite, quite a poem. Uh, the words are tremendous, and it's just uh, so funny, uh, and and so well done. Uh, warms the heart. The next poem I'd like to read to you is is by W. B. Yeats, uh, who's an Irish poet, uh, and it's a nice, gentle poem. Uh, it's called The Lake. Isle of Innisfree, um, and it's so gentle and, and soft, uh, and it almost kind of makes you feel as if you're looking onto that lake. I will rise and go now, and go to Innisfree, and a small cabin built there of clay and wattles made. Nine bean rows will I have there, a high for the honey bee, and I live alone in the bee-loud glade, and I shall have some peace there, for peace comes dropping slow, dropping from the veils of morning to where the cricket sings. Ere midnight's all a glimmer and noon a purple glow, and evening full of the linnet's wings. I will rise and go now, for all was night and day. I hear lake water lapping with low sounds by the shore. While I stand in the roadway or on the pavement's grey, I hear it in the deep heart's core. It's a great poem and just that feeling of nature and even wherever you might be, uh, if you've had that experience of beauty uh, in trees and greenery and, and waters, it's almost as if it stays with you. And of course that's what he's remembering, that, that longing uh, for the beauty of nature and wherever he might find himself. Two other poems which I'd like to read to you are, are, uh, come from the First World War and, uh, and one's a, a, a longing for, for his 
country uh, and the others uh, kind of challenge uh, to this war. Um, the first by Rupert Brooke and the, the other one by Wilfred Owen. Um, the first is called The Soldier and the other uh, Anthem for Doomed Youth. Um, beautiful poems and um, very uh, provocative, very um, the words kind of lead you into kind of places. Um, so I hope you like them. Uh, the first is, is The Soldier uh, and the second uh, the anthem for doomed youth. If I should die, think only this of me, that there's some corner of a foreign field that is forever England. There shall be in that rich earth a richer dust concealed, a dust whom England bore, shaped, made aware, gave once her flowers to love, her ways to roam, a body of England's breathing English air, washed by the rivers, blessed by the sons of home. And think, this heart, all evil shed away, a pulse in the eternal mind, no less, give somewhere back the thoughts by England given, her sights and sounds, dreams happy as her day, and laughter learnt of friends, and gentleness in hearts at peace under an English heaven. The second of the poems is, is by uh, Wilfred Owens, and it's, I mentioned before, the anthem for doomed youth. What passing bells for these who die as cattle? Only the monstrous anger of the guns. Only the stuttering rifles' rapid rattle can patter out their hasty horizons. No mockeries for them. No prayers nor bells. Nor any voice of mourning Save the choirs, the shrill, demented choirs of wailing shells, and bugles calling for them from sad chires. What candles may be held to speed them all? Not in the hands of boys, but in their eyes, shall shine the holy glimmer of goodbyes. The pallor of girls' brows shall be their pall, their flowers the tenderness of patient minds, and each slow dusk a drawing down the blinds.